0: My friend Greg Rogers with Romans 836 Body Shop shared with me this parable of the spoons. And maybe you know the parable of the spoons. You're fixed to hear it if you haven't. (laughs) But the more I thought about it, the more I became aware of a problem that's inside many of us that makes this parable so much deeper than you may think at first. And so if you're not familiar with this parable, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. It goes like this. A holy man was having a conversation with the Lord one day, and he said, Lord, I would like to know what heaven and hell are like. And the Lord led the holy man to two doors, and he opened one of the doors, and the holy man looked in, and in the middle of the room was a large round table. In the middle of the table was a large pot of stew, which smelled delicious and made the man's wa- mouth water. I have my mouth watering already, and I'm just saying that. The people sitting around the table were thin and sickly, and they appeared famished. They were holding spoons with very long handles, and each found it possible to reach into the pot of stew and take a spoonful, but because the handle was longer than their arms, they couldn't get the spoons back into their mouths. The holy man shuddered at the sight of their misery and suffering, and the Lord said, You have seen hell. And they went to the next room, and they opened the door. It was exactly the same as the first one. There was a large round table, and there was a large pot of stew, which made the holy man's mouth water again. (laughs) It smelled delicious. It was awesome. And the people were equipped with the same long-handled spoons. But here, the people were well-nourished and plump and laughing and talking. And the holy man said, I don't understand. It's simple, said the Lord. It requires but one skill. You see, they have learned to feed each other. Uh, The more I thought about this picture, the more I perceived a difficulty not so easily recognized. I believe it's common and joyful for Christians to want to feed others. The challenge, I think, is allowing yourself to be fed. And here's the story that, that comes to my mind. Back in 1996, I was finishing my last chemotherapy treatment for lymphoma and Right after that, I mean, we were going to celebrate my last chemotherapy treatment. We went on a Jeep Jamboree, and you may know the story that I was at the back of the Jeep. The man uphill for me let his got out of his Jeep, didn't set the emergency brake. His Jeep came down the hill and crushed me between the two cars. I got my right leg up on the bumper, but not in time for the left leg, and it was almost severed. And as a result, I was in a wheelchair for some time, and as I found myself helpless, on many levels, humbled, no doubt, in many ways. (laughs) But God used that to teach me this particular lesson. You see, my Sunday school class came one weekend, and here they came. They had all kind of wood, and they had all kind of stuff. Next thing I know, they were building a wheelchair ramp because they'd heard that I was having to slide on my derriere up the stairs with this great big huge long cast in order to get upstairs in my house from the garage. And they'd heard about that, so they came out there, and they were going to build this wheelchair ramp. And I was a baby Christian at the time. It was extremely humbling. And I rolled myself over to the Sunday school teacher, Mike Ham, and I said, you know, I just don't understand why you guys are doing all this. I've never done anything like this for anybody in my life. I feel so ashamed that I've never helped anybody like this. And here you guys are doing this. And he said, Robbie, you have no idea what a joy it's able to help you. It's something we live for. But most people won't let us help them. and when they won't let us help them, they rob us of the blessing. Now let that sink in for a minute. When did you need help? <laughs> and you failed to let somebody else have a blessing or perhaps even God you know when when did that happen in your life? I would love to hear the story of when maybe somebody did come to your aid and it glorified God, or maybe when you tried to go it alone and you ended up as shark bait. Ooh, ha, ha. <laughs> 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And because I don't like to go it alone, <laughs> I have my good friend Jerry here with Raised Body Shop. And, and, Jerry, this is a common thing when it comes to cars. People want to do it on their own, right? Yeah,
1: you know, sometimes you, you think that's the right thing to do. And, and, and you know, in, in our, our personal walk and, and dealing with situations is, is, you know what, seek people out and seek people to, to give you guidance and counsel. Especially, you know, with vehicles, you can it can save you big bucks and, and keep you from getting into a, a, a crisis because of trying to do something yourself. But then the same thing is, is, is a story you just shared sometimes we, we miss those opportunities. One, we miss opportunities God puts in front of us to serve someone so many times because we think, you know what, I just don't want to interfere. I don't want to butt in, and that's not what, you know, I'll just keep keep a distance and I'll pray for them. But then also when we're in need, sometimes we miss opportunities of blessing somebody else by, by sharing that, plus what it brings to the person that served and then also the one who received it. I mean, you know, God has a way of uh, – ministering to us in, in in ways we never expect.
0: How cool is it when you get to find out that God loves you and you see it through the actions of another? And so we would love for you to share that with us. When did you allow someone to feed you or help you, perhaps, with a car repair or going to buy a car and it glorified God? 866 348 7884 Maybe you need help right now with a car repair or concern, or maybe you're trying to buy a car, or maybe you're buried in car debt and you don't know where to turn. Don't rob God, us, other people of the blessing of helping you out. Sometimes it's just prayer. 866-348-7884. You know, (laughs) God demonstrates this really in nature a great deal because he's got flocks, he's got herds, he's got... He, he, you know, he's got uh, schools of fish, right? But sometimes you even got the geese, and they, they're in flocks, and the neat thing is they're onk, onk. <laughs> you, you notice how they're talking to one another? You, you know, I, I'm a deer hunter for some people that might upset them, but I am. And I often have flocks of geese flying over, and it used to really aggravate me, all that. You can hear it in the background there. But the more I listened, I realized there's actually a head honker. honk and and he's honking to the subordinate honkers honk and 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 they are a team and and through that team did you know they take turns being the head honker (laughs) you know they they, there's something to to do with the draft of the wings behind that it actually helps to be in the draft as far as and so they'll switch positions and then they become the head honker and then they got to tell the other guy look it's it's getting tough back here or whatever <laughs> so they're in constant communication in this flock and so we as christians often need to honk so we don't end up like the baby seal that's shown in the picture if you go to com, you're going to see an amazing picture of um a baby seal. <laughs> Don't end up like the shark on the picture. But anyway, interestingly, uh, I'm just realizing that my computer screen is, is not here. So Johnny's got a caller on us. So I can't tell you who it is. But be a wild card. It's a wild card. But, caller, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. I'm so glad you called in. I wish I had your name here because I could see it. But apparently <laughs> uh, my screen. Uh, went. Uh,
2: this is Faye. Can you hear me? Yeah, Faye. I'm so glad okay. you called. Tell us okay, your story. Um, well, I wanted to I wanted to tell you something I heard recently on uh, from some program that giving creates a a feel good hormone in our bodies, and so the person who's wanting that you were speaking of for a while ago, looking for someone to help, but they wouldn't receive their help, their body is knowing they need that hormone stimulated, <laughs> and so that's why they're feeling feeling. Um, Like they're missing something. Their spirit is knowing their body needs that feel good hormone to be stimulated, and that's why they're looking for someone to help. So I just thought that was um, something that you might would like to know about.
0: Well, I absolutely would, Faye. That is wow. I'm just feeling good that you (laughs) called in to help me out
2: like that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember the name of the hormone. But it was just saying, and I thought I can relate to that because I could think of, of times when I have, have done a good deed and I always feel good afterwards. And the reason for it is it stimulates a, it creates a physical stimulus of a, of a, the so-called feel-good hormone. I suppose it's oxy, maybe oxytocin or whatever it was they were talking about. But anyway, I thought it would be, um, applicable to what you were talking about. So if you uh, had yeah, a great uh, day. You do I too. need to go. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Faye. Okay. God bless you. Thank I really you. appreciate okay.
1: that, wow. so, Rob, You know, it's just kind of you know that brings up the whole point how you know God wired us and, and our DNA, where where we seek relationships and godly relationships. We seek a relationship with with our Lord and Savior. We seek that joy that giving and serving brings. But then you look at those people who drifted away and and are you know it's always what they're trying to do is replace that.
0: Yes, and we we need to hear your story. 866 348 7884 866 34 Truth. Call us during this break. We'd
2: love to hear it.
3: The primary attack zone of Seal Island is just offshore of the southernmost tip, a place known as Sector 4.
1: So the area where we are right now is Sector 4 which, from a seal's perspective, is probably the most dangerous piece of water on Earth.
3: Just minutes into the tow, Colossus strikes. In only a few weeks here, he's learned that launching these surprise attacks is not only the best way to catch a seal, it's also the best way to beat rival sharks to the punch. When did
0: you <laughs> try to go it alone, and you ended up shark bait? Ooh, ha ha! <laughs> I just I, I, I found that you know the scene where they always talk about how the shark tries to isolate the baby seal, and when the baby seal gets alone, well, that's when the the, the shark comes. And so we have this opportunity to reach out to lock arms with other believers, and we found out just in a few minutes ago from Faye. We even, when we ask for help and allow somebody to help us, we uh, they get the, the good feeling hormone. And it's a huge thing. So that's why we're calling in today. Maybe you need some help and you can give another listener some kind of, you know, boost because they know the answer to your situation. Often when we have people call, I don't have the answer, but Jerry might have the answer or whoever might. We would love to hear something you're struggling with, maybe with your car with a body repair or a, maybe you got a door that's been driving you crazy or windshield wiper, 866 348 34 truth And, again, you know we have the Jesus Labor Love. It's, it's car repair for families in crisis, specifically the labor, Jerry. And this week uh, we, I was thinking of, you know, during the break how Faye was so right that I was able to get this hormone because I was in on this call uh, we we got an application from a lady that had actually been living in her car since November with her 15-year-old son. In other words, somebody that was really, really hurting. And here comes this application. And unfortunately, the only thing she's got in life is this car, and she's living in it. And now it's got this horrible roar, which she has been told is a wheel bearing. And as you may know, since the Jesus labor love only provides labor and not parts, it put us in a bit of a sticky wicket because i was like well we you know this is this is a really desperate need and i asked her specifically i said do you have any money and she said no and and so we had referred her to bill's auto clinic here here in this area because she he was close to where she was parking her car every night <laughs> what a story and um yesterday morning jerry she had an appointment at 8 30 and she called me because when she got there they weren't exactly who she was so i got her with the right person all that stuff and I start, and the, we at Truth Broadcasting, we pray every morning. We have, prayer, you know, I said, guys, we this is the lady we need to pray, and so we we were praying that God would make a way for her to get this wheel bearing or whatever she needed because we didn't have the resources really to provide. And she called me about eleven thirty, and she was on cloud nine, and we all got the hormone <laughs> because maybe you'll get the hormone right now just to know that maybe you pray for the Jesus Labor Love program at times, and God comes through for these folks. And she called me and she says, Robbie, I am so excited. I have a job interview on Monday that now I'm going to be able to go to because um, Bill helped me out. It just turned out my transmission was low on fluid. he said, yeah, that's a leak that's got to be fixed at some point in time. But right now you're okay. And, and, and they were able to, and he provided the fluid and this lady's on the road. And I, you know, I asked about her son starting school in the fight and he was starting and and it was just one of those things that your hair, your heart goes out, and then God shows up. And how cool is that?
1: You know, you hear those stories like that, and, and we can we take for granted so much. I mean, in life, I'm you know, I mean, just a simple thing. I mean, to Bill, I mean, that was a service he provided. You know, but it changed. It could have changed her life you know, drastically in her son's life and stuff. And, and, you know, we have people come in at, through the Jesus labor of love and just people off the street. And, and that's what, you know, this morning I'd love to hear those kind of stories where, you know, how many times have you roll, rolled up on a, somebody with a flat tire just needing gas that somebody has stopped and, and either you've been the one to receive the help or you're the one to give the help. You know, that's just simple things that we do that can make a huge impact in people's lives and stuff. and And you know what? Through the car, you know, this is Christian Car Guy Radio. So, you know, you look at it through the car aspect. I mean, there's so many times that we can just give a service or or provide a little bit of encouragement or some help that can definitely change people's lives. And it doesn't take a lot of work.
0: No, and I I saw this thing on Twitter this week that actually encouraged me greatly. It was a picture, and it showed this guy bending over and actually just giving this lady with no shoes a pair of sandals. And it said, you may think you want to change the world, but maybe you can only help one person. And by that one person, you change their world. (laughs) And so, you know, that's kind of the picture. But for them, you change the world. It comes with two sides to it. Not only do you be willing to offer it, but it's, I think, more difficult to ask for help than it is to receive it and to be humble enough to say you know i can't do this alone and often it, it, it that's the real issue
1: but you know but you know also we have a responsibilities as 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 humans you know whenever we are in those those need situations i mean just last weekend a perfect example of this we had a a woman's car that was towed in by the the highway patrol well she was irate i i just happened to be there on a Sunday afternoon getting my stuff ready for for monday and when the driver brought it in and i'm gonna tell you i was to the i was helping all i could but when i continued got cussed and stuff i ended up it's time for me to leave and i i sort of stand outside to a ride came because you know there, were, there was a point there that, that 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 you just had to say you know it's time for me to just distance myself from that but you know she needed help and somebody was willing to give her help but because of her mindset that her demeanor she
0: wasn't in a position to receive
1: it and quite often that is
0: simply pride and 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 i see it in 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 myself because i'm a man i guess a lot more with men than i do with women and so i decided this morning i'm gonna go you know i get a lot of requests for help for people are gonna buy a car or whatever and i went to my email to see gee how many of these came from women and how many came from men And I think I got to 13 of the women before I got to the first man that that asked for help. So we got some people calling in now with a story or maybe you need some help. We'd love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. Help! I need somebody.
3: The primary attack zone of Seal Island is just offshore of the southernmost tip, a place known as Sector 4.
1: So the area where we are right now is Sector 4, which from a seal's perspective is probably the most dangerous piece of water on earth.
0: Oh, we're in the Sector Four today on the Christian Carmody Show. When did you try to go it alone and you ended up needing help? Help, I need somebody. We'd love to hear your story. 866 348 Truth. We got Rita is in Louisville. Rita, have you got a story for us?
4: Um, I think, well, two things. I think that I feel good. Um Neurotransmitters, serotonin. Um, and one time I needed a new portion for a long time. I said, Lord, I need a new porch." This what I need a new portion. It went on for a long, long time. Maybe a couple years or so. Anyway, um, so people I hadn't seen for a long, long time came over. the, the wife came up and knocked on my door, went out, and, and she was hugging me, and, and the husband us came up. Uh, before I knew it, up on the porch, and my porch collapsed a few feet. And the, the uh, grandfather says, we broke it. We have to fix it. And he was a professional carpenter. I was like, thank you, Lord.
0: <laughs> and he fixed your porch?
4: Oh, yeah. How cool. I did some one week and then some a few days later, some a week later, and, you know, picked it all apart and taken out, out the old porch out to the dub, But we only got new one.
0: That is great. Absolutely amazing, Rita. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing that. You're welcome. That's awesome. God bless you. We appreciate it. We got Steve actually may need something with his truck and Steve is in Chesterfield, Virginia.
4: Welcome, Steve. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for your help, and um, I enjoy the station here in Richmond, both stations, actually, AM and FM. I do have a question, and I am a guy, so... Nah, I'm um, very
0: impressed. You Right <laughs> now, we're one another.
4: nothing. <laughs> okay. Humility speaks volumes here right now, but at least you can't see my face. But, hey, I, have, I do have a truck question. Um, I'm a pastor, and I'm in need of a truck, but I need a small truck. Uh, I owned a Ranger way back in the 80s, but I'm drawn to the Dakota because of the body style, but I guess the engine and transmission is probably more important. I need your advice as to what model is preferable. I only have like two or $3,000 to spend. I'd like one that was uh, good on gas.
0: Oh, man, Pastor. Uh, so I, you you're, are, you're, you're you're knocking uh, at
1: Robbie's uh, heart right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you may not know this, but let me just share that my pride and joy is a 1995 Dodge Dakota. With a 2.5-liter four-cylinder and a straight drive. Mm. And it has 364,000 miles on it. It is affectionately referred to as Old Red. Mm. (laughs) And by the way, (laughs) (laughs) it gets 24 miles to the gallon on a regular basis. And on the highway, sometimes it'll get 28 or 29 um and so but again I drive it like the Christian car guy <laughs> slow and in the speed limit and all those kind of things but um in my mind they built that same setup with a 5-speed clear up I'm going to say until 2007 or something but if you can find anything 96 97 98 99 the 4-cylinder 5-speed from my standpoint wow okay and okay. and the nice thing about those trucks Pastor, is that they're usually inexpensive because a lot of people can't drive a straight drive, but that's that's the ones that get the good gas mileage, and I will also point out that I'm only on the second clutch in that truck at 365,000 miles, and the only reason that I put the first clutch in is because we had the engine out anyway, and and so this, the fact that it, you people say, well, you don't want a straight drive. You're going to need a clutch every 100,000 miles. Not on that truck. This clutch has over 260,000 miles
1: on the clutch you know you know know that and robbie agree or don't or disagree with me but i think that the life of a clutch is how many people drive the vehicle (laughs) (laughs) i mean because you know that you know that vehicle you know the clutch you know how to how to how to yeah you know the friction
0: point and all those kind of things but pastor i am just you delighted you made my day
4: Oh, great. I've got the
0: endorphins
1: or whatever is going on now.
4: Well, good. I called for help, but if I helped you a little bit, too, that's great. Hey, and if you Uh,
1: do get a a Dodge truck, send a picture, and y'all can compare baby (laughs) pictures.
0: Okay, that sounds great. Thank you for your help.
1: God bless you. Thank you,
0: Pastor. God bless you. All right, we got Mary in Louisville. She's got a story, and she's been hanging on a long time. Mary, I hope you're still with us. Yes,
2: I'm
0: still with you. Share your story. We're so excited to hear it.
2: Well, we've been given three cars. Not the greatest things, but, you know, wow. we needed them. Something to drive. But the most amazing was when my husband got um, disabled in 2003. We were having a major car show. When he he didn't have a job anymore. He couldn't work. And uh, we didn't know what we were going to do. I wasn't working by then. We already had five kids. And uh, somebody we didn't even know, through somebody we did know, you know, got us a car, and uh, I mean a, a van, and that thing lasted probably – 13 years more. And it was old when we got it. So it was a real blessing. We even took trips in it to his family. And my daughter took one trip out to Grand Canyon in it one time. So it really worked out for us well. But on the other side, the giving side, uh, we live in a depressed area. And uh, a lot of people are worse off than we are. And they don't even have a car. So a lot of people ask us for rides. And since we're at home a lot, we by
0: people a lot of places, driving in a lot of places. Wow.
2: So it's been a blessing
0: both ways. That is so cool, Mary. You know, I was listening to Christian radio this week, which I love to do like you do, and I heard an Adrian Rogers show, and he quoted Abraham Lincoln. I'd never heard this quote before, but it said he said that God, Abraham Lincoln said, God must love common people because he made so many of them. <laughs> 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 and what a great thing. I mean, and I could not agree more that it's it's great to be common people because you get to see things um that only common and and and, and I think that's just awesome. And you know what I have found, Mary? I, I used no. to um work for United Way. I've I've worked for several charitable organizations over over a long period of time that it's common knowledge amongst most people that raise funds from charities that the poor people give a lot more than the rich people. Mm-hmm. And they're much, and, and, and I think that goes along with what Abraham Lincoln knew that the, the folks that have little sometimes are just way more generous. And, and I can remember going into hospitals and, the janitors would give more than the doctors. Are you surprised? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and that's kind of how that goes. So, yeah, Mary
2: just got here now. but She's going, he's use a washing machine. He doesn't <laughs> <washing. laughs> have a washing machine. Well, thank you, Mary. When you look around I'm... a lot of people like that, you, they're always needing something. It helps you not feel so bad because you've got a lot more than somebody else.
0: There you go. God bless you. Thank you, Mary, so much for calling in. You're We would love to hear your story. You're sitting on it right now, and you're thinking, I've got a story, Robbie. You've got to hear this one, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. By the way, Jerry, that was one awesome sermon, and in that sermon, uh, Adrian Rogers talked about a passage, and I don't have it in front of me, where it said God called poor people specifically, that you know he loves poor people. That they were, they have a special calling on their life, and um, you know there is something about that that is really reassuring for those of us that are poor like me. <laughs> All that, poor, but you know I certainly have my struggles.
1: You know, and I think it's Patrick Marley. I, I heard something one time or, or a session I was going through, and he made a statement that I thought was so profound. He said, "You know what? People who have money are at a disadvantage of those that don't have money." He said the ones that don't have money are, are, are always having the hope that money's going to buy them happiness. Those that have money don't have that hope because they know that money didn't buy them happiness. And I thought, you know what, you think about that. That's, that is that is so and true. And blessed are the poor in spirit, to, which there's a lot to all that. Yeah, granted, granted money can make things life a little bit easier, but it's you know what, if, if that's your only perspective and that's your uh, – Your, you know it's running your life then it's not going to bring you happiness and you know and i'm going to take just a moment robbie i'm I'm going to change the we're talking about jesus labor of love and then and we're talking about helping people um we had a situation that robbie was involved and i was involved in this past few weeks where we had a a need in the the houston area and you know what trying to find somebody and robbie is making calls trying to find somebody who would just help a, a single lady out and just just try to give her you know she give was her some, a widow she oh, lost yeah, her husband give her some just if nothing else just some advice and some guidance and stuff and you know people just shy away from that well you know i don't want to get involved and stuff and it's so disappointing but yet one company did step up and they it really didn't cost them anything but they they were able to give her some direction and stuff and you know what she, they blessed her a lot blessed her blessed her in a mighty way
0: they got endorphins I can count it. We want to hear your story. 866-348-7884.
3: 866-34-TRUTH. Call us during the break. The primary attack zone of Seal Island is just offshore of the southernmost tip, a place known as Sector 4.
1: So the area where we are right now is Sector 4, which... From a seal's perspective, it is probably the most dangerous piece of water on Earth.
3: Just minutes into the tow, Colossus strikes. In only a few weeks here, he's learned that launching these surprise attacks is not only the best way to catch a seal, it's also the best way to beat rival sharks to the punch.
0: I was listening to that song this morning, and I had heard it, you know, obviously from 1963 or whenever it came out, and I was shocked to realize how deep the lyrics were there. Did you notice what he said? Now my life has changed in oh so many ways. My independence seemed to vanish in the haze. That's what happens when you allow other people to help you. That's what happens when you allow God to help you. That's what happens when you go to prayer. We would love to hear your story, 866-348-7884, 866 truth we got an Angela is in Burlington. Angela, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning.
5: Okay, good morning. Uh, my story happened at least 10 years ago, if not longer, but I've never forgotten it. Uh, I was at my bank and started to go in, and there's a glass door small lobby, and then another glass door that goes on into the bank. Well, I saw this lady approaching the door, and I mean, she looked like she had the weight of two worlds on her shoulders. Her shoulders were stooped, her head was down, she had a big frown, and so I thought, well, I'm just going to wait here and open the door for her. Well, it took about a minute for her to reach the door, and she extended her hand, but then when she realized the door was already open, she looked up and had the most beautiful smile on her face, and she said, well, isn't this nice? Thank you so much. And she walked out of that bank with a beautiful smile, her head held high, her shoulders back, and... uh I just invested maybe two minutes of time in her life, but it made a big difference for her. you know and it just and like I said, it ha- I know it happened at least ten years ago, but I've never forgotten.
0: Well, now we've got thousands of listeners, Angela, <laughs> that will never forget because I'll never forget that story. It's just a simple act of kindness when you see what clearly god that was a divine appointment on lots of levels wasn't it
5: yeah and like i said that 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 feel good hormone hits me every time i think about <laughs> it
0: Maybe And then, a-
5: I, then i have another quick one okay uh that happened at a grocery store here in our town uh this grocery store has the uh, grocery carts lined up and they're all connected and you put your quarter in the little gadget on the handle and your uh, shopping cart is released. Then when you get your groceries in the car, you take it back and your quarter is given back to you. Well, I had a quarter in my hand and I was approaching the store and this gentleman uh, said, would you like this cart? And I said, sure. And I extended my hand with the quarter. He said, no, no, you keep the quarter. And I said, well, thank you very much and went on my way. But then I heard his daughter asking, why didn't you take her quarter? And he told her that uh, I wanted to be a blessing to her and then she can be a blessing to someone else. And that makes me feel good to think that uh, he used that as a teachable moment for his daughter. So
0: And the cool thing, and and let me just point out how huge what you just said is. I I am so thankful that God urged you to call us today, Angela, because accepting that cart and accepting that man's gift is huge. You did not rob him of the blessing, and you didn't rob his daughter of the teaching because at that moment you were humble enough to allow somebody to give you something that you didn't have coming. It was grace. That's huge, right, Jerry? I, you, you, you are like the prime example of what we're talking about today.
1: You were the poster child today, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, I tell you, you know, and 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 moving forward, I, and I know the show's getting ready to wrap up and stuff. You know what? I'm hearing those two stories, and it it sort of gives me the a personal challenge, and I'm going to also extend that challenge to everybody listening this morning. You know what? This week, look and see how you can extend jesus christ by it may be just opening the door for somebody it may be going to the gas station and pumping their gas for them it may be putting the groceries in their trunk for an elderly couple
0: you know uh, you it's know, just Jerry, simple um,
1: things speaking
0: of the labor of love and while we got angela on here such a sweet lady my my friend vic hill was who our our labor love you know our original volunteer he went to be with the lord i was talking to his widow a couple of weeks ago and i asked her edith what's giving you joy you know now that vic has gone what 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 is god doing in your life that gives you and she goes you know what gives me joy robbie is i love to go to a drive-in restaurant and drive through and then buy the person behind me's dinner I i just it it and to let them know that there are people out there who still give
1: random acts of kindness like angela isn't that cool? Absolutely. And, and it doesn't have to be anything major, nothing big. I mean, it's just, and you know what, because, and I've heard this and, 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 and seen it where someone will do something like that, and then their response is, oh, well, why did you do that, is, you know, the simple. You don't have to go and just say because Jesus loves you. I mean, that's just, that's that's a powerful statement, and your actions can be a powerful statement. And and there is so
0: much that Angela said in in her words that, that touch me. You notice how she had her eyes open to see that that lady's world was troubled and she had her head down and she could see her and she noticed her posture and God gave her eyes to see what was going on around her. And how often am I so caught up (laughs) in whether or not I'm getting the soup to my mouth (laughs) in the, in the parable of the spoons that I'm not seeing the people around me and, and what a blessing that, that there's people like that out there.
1: Yep, absolutely. And you know what? Cause I, in my life, sometimes I think I got the soup on my head, down my chest, <laughs> all over my face, you know, it's, uh, you know, we, we get so caught up on, on, on our own little world, but you know, I think if we all took that challenge and just see the difference it can make in our lives. It'd be easy to do it again. I mean, you'd probably challenge yourself every week to look to that opportunity that God puts in front of us.
0: Yeah, and this week, as you're, as you're going, I think we get eyes to see both things. When do I have an opportunity to be a blessing to somebody else? But almost more importantly, how can I allow myself to be fed in that parable of the spoons we, we shared at the beginning of the show. If you didn't get to hear it, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com. I got the whole parable of spoons as well as pictures of the parable of the spoons right there. The whole story I read about when I was getting the wheelchair ramp. There's a wonderful picture of a baby seal getting eaten by a shark. And at ChristianCarGuy.com, there's also... The Jesus Labor of Love, which is free car repair for single moms, widows, families in crisis. So if you know somebody that needs the help, but the other thing is you could be such a blessing just to be praying for these people. Um, Jerry, the people that do the prayers are just as huge in my world, and we send out these emails. So you can get on that list. Just go to ChristianCarGuy.com, click on the Facebook. I mean, click on the Jesus Labor Love post.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? When God uses us god blesses us in so many ways and don't miss those opportunities
0: and don't miss those opportunities this week pray that god will give you eyes to see and ears to hear thank you so much for listening to this show and thank you all those who called in today it was so awesome uh you guys make the show there's a podcast available at the website if you want to hear yourself later maybe you called in <laughs>